need to, I haven't done it yet. You need to. Like, I don't know if you're as like sporty, but there's other things out there. I am not sporty. Like, if we all had to assign ourselves like a Spice Girl, I'm definitely, I'm not like, you know, not, I'm not baby Spice, but I'm probably more posh. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that because Victoria Beckham is like my spirit animal. But I'm just saying, I'm definitely not sporty Spice. I want to be scary Spice, but I'm probably posh. <laughs> I'm not baby. I'll tell you that right now. Does anybody actually want to be scary Spice? I feel like she's like the one. She had the best outfits. She does. She had the best fucking outfits. And in my in my recollection of this, it was like a lot of cargo pants, mm-hmm. a lot of camo print, and a lot of cutoff shirts. And mm. she just like gets to be, I don't know. Her whole demeanor is just like, here I am, mm-hmm. and I have so many pockets. <laughs> This is Jocelyn, and today I have a special guest. Lauren is out. She is at a karate conference. She's probably winning right now, That's so awesome. she's pretty great. Um, but I have a special guest who is going to introduce herself to everybody. Hi, my name is Elena Gibson. I was diagnosed with breast cancer on September 11th, 2017. Oh, wow. wow. I know, 9-11. I just think that's kind of hysterical just like a little bit yeah okay yeah pretty dark <laughs> um but I was diagnosed at 27 with stage three breast cancer they actually told me that I had breast cancer while I was like getting the mammogram and the ultrasound they didn't even wait for me to leave. They're like, nope, you have cancer. We're just trying to figure out how bad it is. Mm. So uh, it had spread pretty much through all of my left breast and then into my lymph nodes. But fortunately, it didn't spread anywhere else in my body. So I went through like the very normal standard of care where you start with, well, for me, being 27, you start with harvesting all of your eggs and creating embryos. You did that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, have you... a, I have 11 embryo babies right now. You do? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That I plan on putting in in July. Not all 11, but the ones that don't have cancer, probably one. Yeah. You're kidding me. No. So awesome. in those embryos you made, they can look in and yes. tell? Yeah. So it's not cheap, but insurance actually covers some of it. Okay. Um, but they were going to test all of the embryos to find out if they have the BRAC2 gene. And that's what you Yes, had. that is what okay. caused my cancer. Okay. So now, if everyone does this, we can eradicate BRAC2. Wow. Just in case anyone else is thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, I did that. And then I did your standard uh, Taxol and the Red Devil. What was that called? AC Adriamycin, yeah, that and then from there, within that time period, double mastectomy and then radiation, which we're going to be talking about today, 
and then a um, reconstruction using my legs, which is another fun story. Yeah. yeah. That could be several hours in itself. <laughs> but today we can focus on radiation, which I actually had the best experience through. Even though, like, surgery, awful. I had, like, seven surgeries in the end because they went so bad. And then chemotherapy. I had so little energy. I would, like, lay down in the middle of stores. Did you ever go through that? You would lay down in the middle of stores. So my husband would, my husband, like, remember this one day, like, so vividly. He was like, we're going to buy a new TV. And I was like, that sounds so fun. I'm going to feel so normal. Like, let's do it. <laughs> and I'm like, this is such a great idea. All I do is watch TV because I can't do anything else. Right. So I'm like, okay, like, let's go to Best Buy. And I'm like, you know, it's like halfway through my chemotherapy treatments. And I'm like, but I can do it today. So we go, we go to the store. I look at a couple of TVs. And then my husband like proceeds to walk around. I like find like a little area underneath one of the TVs. And I just like sit down (laughs) almost in the fetal position I'm like I'm done I'm done I can't move anymore um yeah so that was not great lessons learned (laughs) don't go shopping while you're doing chemo oh my god okay so radiation usually happens you have your chemo you have your mastectomy and that can or you have your mastectomy and then you have your chemo that happens too and then radiation And I tried to talk my physician out of radiation, but that was unsuccessful. Yeah. Because at that point, I mean, it didn't seem like such a big deal. I got a great time. They gave me like a one, I think I had a 1.30 in the afternoon slot, which was, or maybe it was Mm. one o'clock, which was perfect because it was, I could spend enough time at work. And then, but when I went, there wasn't really enough time left in my workday. Because my workday starts at like 6.30 to 7 a.m. most days. That it wasn't enough left that I really could go back to work and make it worthwhile. So I would, I worked from home every day after radiation. So it was essentially like almost half days of work for those six weeks or so. And that sounds really nice. It sounds amazing. But it turns out <laughs> that you're just going to take a nap. <laughs> you're not going to get too much done. Yeah. I, With radiation, the main concerns are that your skin will flay off like a fillet of fish or, and, or you will get really fatigued. And the fatigue has something to do with the release of, I don't remember, catecholamines. That's what it is. The same things that release in your body when you get the flu are on a a cellular level released with radiation. And so that's why you get tired. That's that's very interesting. Yeah. I would validate any science that I put forward, but that is what I remember being explained to me. And I didn't I didn't feel excessive fatigue. I didn't have to like take a nap every day and I didn't have to take a nap every time I took a nap I just accepted it as a luxury of getting treated and then after a while shit got real and nothing was really a luxury but yeah my experience with radiation was actually the best 
out of all of my treatments. It's like the only thing I did well. Mm. I actually did not experience really any fatigue. That was because every single day after radiation, I went to the gym. You did like right after radiation? Every single day. Yes. So I made like working out this kind of insane habit. And it wasn't like a hardcore workout necessarily. Like I might go to a spin class, but a lot of the times it was like I went on the bike or I did the treadmill or I just spent like 40 minutes getting in some light cardio. And then I would go home, I would eat a healthy dinner, put on my lanolin, (laughs) which we'll talk about more in a minute. But yeah, I don't know. I just like got in a really healthy routine and it helped a lot for me. Yeah. And I remember you telling me that when, so I met you cause I was at a coffee shop with some of the other managers from work and I was talking about my surgery and you and your friend, I think were overheard like, me. Yes, we were being creepy. You, you were, were looking <laughs> at your headscarf being like, I bet you she's one of us. <laughs> and that is what, okay. That is so great. And it was awesome because I think you guys were just like, hey, hi, excuse me. Do you have cancer? Do you have breast <laughs> cancer? And I was like, I do. And I fully like moved my chair away yeah. from my friends and sat with you guys for a while. And you ran me through. I think you were wearing this outfit that you're wearing today. Oh, that's hysterical. I was remember. Really? Yes, I remember oh. what you were wearing. Yep. Because I was like, oh, God, that looks so good. Like, Maybe my body won't get totally fucked through this process because hers looks good. Except for my boobs look a lot better now then. Than they did then. Oh, they must have. Because there's no way mm. I could have been wearing this. I don't Ooh. think I was wearing that. I was probably wearing you this. You were wearing that for sure. Because I love this thing. Maybe there was something the else. And I have like five of them. Okay. So it was probably a different form-fitting dress. It might have been. It might have been. It looked great. Anyway, very strategically placed scarf to kind of like cover the boobs because I think you were like seven yes. weeks post-op at that point from one of your ops. Probably. One of them. But you, at a certain point, I don't remember if it was then or later when I got closer to, because this was a week before I was getting my mastectomy. And then my radiation was at least a couple months after my mastectomy. I think not truly by design, just by... Like how long it took? You think yeah, that's it? very normal? It's very normal. It's like okay. I think you're supposed to wait. I want to say six. No, there was like a weird window of time. Yeah, where you finish your double mastectomy, and then it's like five weeks later, you're supposed to start radiation. Okay, and you're not supposed to like start too soon or go too long. Right, because you have to heal. Right. Also, you can't get your arm up that far. No. At first, after no, your mastectomy. that was so painful. It is pinned to your side for yes. two weeks by design. And I learned how to text left-handed really well. Also, typing left-handed just with one hand went okay. Um, but and then you have to stretch it so that you can get your arm over your head. Which is hysterical because I didn't realize that going into radiation that my arm would need to go up. I don't know why oh, I didn't think didn't. that would be a thing. But they needed to like measure me and do my tattoos. And they're like, okay, left your lift your left arm. And I'm like, what? I was like, you're kidding. I was like, it's <laughs> not, no it's, like, it's like actually not possible. And they're like holding me down, like pulling my arm Are up you for me. I'm dead serious. Oh they like God. had to like, and I'm like shrieking. I'm like, this is awful. 
I was practicing. I just didn't think about it. I guess I thought like, oh, it's fine. I'll just like put it out to the side. I didn't yeah. like think. Why would it have to be fully over your head? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Our X-ray technology has not advanced to the point where we can just put our arms out. But I was right. I was preparing for a number of weeks for like certain things, and I bought all the products that you were talking about, which were a couple of them, and then I got a shower filter. Oh, that's right. Like a, a big, I don't I know, to like filter that. out the chlorine and everything yes. in your water, especially if you live in a city. I don't know, regardless of where your yes. water comes from. That is one of the big things that we did immediately is we bought, I don't even think it's that expensive, but just like a so. shower filter, especially like if you were to live in like San Antonio. I mean, we're from Austin, Texas, but they have like really hard water there. Okay. You definitely want to just filter out all of, like you said, the chlorine. Yeah. It's probably something you told me to do. Yeah, I did. I just forgot. Yeah. So <laughs> that filter. And then also what I, I practiced doing was taking kind of lukewarm slash a little bit chilly showers because hot mm-hmm. water is not an option on radiated skin even like before my skin started just peeling off, uh, it would hurt. Like a, it's like that sunburn. Like, um, what is it called? What is this? What am I? Tactile. I don't know. It's a sunburn sensation, I guess, when hot water hits it and it's just like unbearable. So I would practice just taking like showers that were uncomfortably cool. Yeah, I remember getting the advice to only very lightly even wash that area. Yeah. Like very mild soap and mm-hmm. pretty much just like rinse it with water. What soap did you use? What soap did I use? I know they recommended like a dial. I know that I didn't use that though. I didn't either. Dial is harsh. It's antimicrobial and, and all that good stuff and you'll probably be told to use it before surgery yeah but I kept using my I have used the same body wash for years and years and years and it's the dove Mm. um like cocoa butter one it's the white bottle with the yellow lid basically and it has but not the coconut flavored one just the cocoa butter one this predates our obsession with coconut everything and I I just kept using that and it's white. It's like a milky um, consistency. I and think it's I used super. Dove too. It's just super. But probably like a bar, like a sensitive skin. Yeah. Or I don't know. I might have gotten fancy and used like California baby oh, wash. Okay. That sounds like something I probably did. Because that's what they recommend to put on after radiation is this like California baby calendula cream. Mm-hmm. And they also have like body washes. So I'm pretty sure that's what I used. The California right. baby. Yeah, I definitely used the cream. Any would, baby stuff is probably yes going to work out well. Right. They don't put as much chemicals and crap and things designed for an infant. Right. So Especially would, those Californians. 
I would put that on every morning and then every time after I left radiation, which my time was a little different than yours. I had it every day at 3.30. So I would leave work, I would go straight to radiation, and then from radiation, I would go to the gym. And then go home. And then go home. Have a sensible dinner. With a very sensible dinner. Yes. (laughs) I was my best self for these six weeks. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it was, I had a 28-day course, but it was only weekdays. Because, you know, why would you need radiation on the weekends? Right. I think it's more. Or holidays. Or holidays. No weekends or holidays. <laughs> but that's mostly just logistics. And I wanted my rad techs to have the weekend off. They were they were actually really great. I got into, the first three weeks were fine for me. I, I got grossed out by the lanolin, I think is ultimately what it was. I couldn't handle the smell. I couldn't handle the way it felt on my skin. And then it just... I couldn't get it off. I think that that's normal though. So it's probably what helps. Right. So to back up of what lanolin is, if you Google it or look it up, the kind that I used was by the brand Now. So -hmm. just like very basic. It's pure lanolin and it comes in this like jar and it's kind of like this like goo that you spread on your body. And it's supposed to be made from sheepskin of some sort. It's like, I was trying to look it up today, but something Mm -hmm. from the skin, like the oil. And so what I would do every night is put a thick layer of this on the entire area I was getting radiated. And when I was getting radiation, I didn't even have like any breast at all. I was completely flat. So much so that I could see my heart beating. It was really strange. Which is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So I think I was like hyper aware of protecting it because of how close I felt like my ribs and organs were. Yeah. So you put on this like very thick paste of lanolin. Like I probably went through a jar every two weeks. And then after you have on this thick paste, you put on an old t-shirt that you definitely don't care about. And then you go to sleep and your husband's not going to be anywhere near you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of have your space because uh, it is it is disgusting. Like it, it's not, it doesn't smell great. I wouldn't say the smell is that awful. It really bothered you. It really bothered me, but I am sensitive to smell and my husband is also really sensitive to smell Mm -hmm. and he has asthma and some smells will trigger his asthma and I was super hyper aware of that I don't know that this necessarily because it's usually artificial smells that trigger his asthma but it I I couldn't do it like I couldn't keep doing also I could not sleep in a t-shirt this is also a big thing Mm. I almost sleep naked like with this tissue expander I have I wear like a um uh just like a tank top with the skinny straps but it's a little tighter not too tight but you know like form-fitted and it gives me just enough support on this tissue expander where it's more comfortable but given the option I wouldn't wear anything to bed it like especially anything like on my neck 
even if my hair's on my neck while I sleep, I can't do it. I totally relate to that. I think I just was so obsessed with this working yeah. that I just committed. and That's what you have to do. Yeah. So you wear it all night, and then when you wake up, you take off your t-shirt, but you still have almost like a thickness now to your skin. It's, it's kind of like the lanolin is definitely still there a little bit. And you don't, I mean, for me, I didn't scrub it off. I just left it. Like I would like rinse it off, like maybe with some mild soap. And then I would put on like the calendula lotion or cream. And then by the time I had radiation, because I didn't have it till like three, I felt like I didn't have any recent cream put on. And so it was fine. Okay. Yeah. Did they tell you you needed to like scrub it off? No. Okay. I just couldn't stand to have it on. Also, when after you put it on, how did you get it off your hands? You don't. You're just kind of like you a don't. gross sticky just mess gross. for six weeks. <laughs> I am... God, I am such a... What is... My husband calls me Princess P sometimes because <laughs> if there's a like I can tell you if there is a hair in my sock at any given moment and I can't take another step like I got to get that hair out of there. I also had I think a little too much um I had a little bit too much faith in my Lemare moisturizer. Mm. I had this tub of really expensive like for years and years, I always buy myself this tub of La Mer for Valentine's Day. Number one, because Neiman's runs like this crazy promotion where you get like a free tote bag and all these free samples. But number two, just because I did it one time on a whim and now I think I'm addicted. But and I was made like... made a tradition. And I've made it this tradition. I feel like I need to look this up now. Oh, don't judge <laughs> me. Don't judge me because this stuff is too expensive. Like... No one should spend this kind of money on a moisturizer. But it le- would last me all year because I would be precious with it and just put it on my hands and my neck and my chest because those are the areas I feel like they get neglected and they age in disproportion to your face because you're, you know, everyone like focuses on their face. And when, ev- when I say everyone, I mean women predominantly. But I thought this stuff is super expensive. I had read some article about it being the best thing for your skin for radiation for breast cancer like specifically and so I was like this will work and also I got um another product I used called Walita skin food which I still use to treat um that area that skin now I use it every night and it has lanolin in it but it's not pure lanolin also if you if you go, you know, take to Google after this and like look up lanolin and radiation, you're going to hear two different sides to this. There are some radiologists that say don't use lanolin. It's bad. It doesn't work. They have all these things against it. And then you're going to hear from radiologists and patients who are like, like you were saying, Elena, like this is the only stuff that works. And when that's interesting, what yeah, is their reason not to use it? I don't know. I looked it up and there's like no real literature about it. No one is like studying this that I could find, but there are radiologists that are hard. There are against it. They don't, they don't like it. I don't know why, hmm. but it is like this big debate. 
That's very online, interesting. Which, again, is an online debate. And also, my radiologist gave me, they recommended uh, aquifer to me. And aquifer, the active ingredient in aquifer is lanolin. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's probably aquifer was why. One of, I had a, like, I feel like most radiologists hand you a paper. They're yes. like, here are your options. Here are your options. And it's like aquifer. Yes. And then I started thinking like, is aquifer just in here every week? Like, you know, <laughs> like the drug reps come in to <laughs> clinics and they've got like little hats with their drug on it or pens that say, yeah. you know, Prozac. Like they're taking all the doctors out to eat. Exactly. Expensive dinners. <laughs> Big aquifer is coming in and convincing all of us to use it. Because there's also, you'll find evidence online against aquifer. So just, if it works, it works. And it's really hard to argue with, like, evidence like this. I mean, I feel like because lanolin sucks so much, it's almost like this has to work. And it's because why else would people use this? Yeah, it's my my radiologist literally said that my skin was the best that they had like ever seen. I believe that. I'm not trying to brag, which is a really weird thing to brag about. Dude, brag, <laughs> brag about bragging it. about how much I crush radiation. Yes. No, but it really did work. I mean, you deserve to brag about at least yeah. one part of your I know. treatment. Like, everything, everything else, else was hell. sucked, yes. I, I really failed at everything else. Because adriamycin, which you referred to as the red devil, yes. because it's a horrible kind of chemo, that is not standard chemo for breast cancer. It is for, for, um, Are you sure? for stage three. It's, really? it's part, but like, I did not get that. What? None of my friends got that. We got TCHP, so Taxol and... Um, God, I should know this actually, and I don't. Wait, so were you triple positive? No. I was triple positive. Okay. Stage 2B. Oh. Really? I thought Red yes. Devil was standard of care. No. That's interesting. It is. You, if you get adriamycin, you have leveled up. Mm. You, that is like, how many um, sessions did you have? I had adriamycin every other week, and I believe I did it four times. Then after that, I went on my vacation Okay. and just took a break for like, I don't know, only went off for like one week. But then I came back and I did Taxol. And that okay. I did dose dense, which meant that I did it once every three weeks, but they gave me like a more intense version of that chemo. Okay. So those were your two chemos. Well, then... Because they thought I was, like, triple positive, they were like, we're also going to treat you for Herceptin. And halfway through, this, like, Herceptin is supposed to be, like, a year-long chemo. It's just, like, not really that heavy. It's kind of like you don't have a whole lot of symptoms, but you are still going into the infusion room every month or every three weeks. Mine for was, like a year. Are you still doing it? I just finished oh, uh, nice. at the end of December. And we started with Herceptin every three weeks. And then we transitioned me to this stuff called Cadsyla, which Herceptin is a biologic. So it doesn't actually contain any chemo, but right. it targets the HER2 positive cells and kills them. But it allows the rest of your, like it doesn't, uh, it's not like a broad spectrum basically, but 
there's this hybrid now. It's Herceptin, and then each Herceptin molecule has a chemo molecule attached. So the Herceptin carries the chemo directly to the HER2-positive cells, and that's huh. called Cadsyla. And they've been using it for years in recurrence for breast cancer, mm. but they just started using it first line about as standard, like where insurance has approved it like a year ago. And I was just starting my Herceptin. So I got two of Herceptin every three weeks and then we transitioned to Cadsyla, which fucked with me a little bit and then um, fucked with me a lot. And so they had to take me off of it and I finished with weekly Herceptin for about two months. Yeah, so in the middle of mine, they decided that I wasn't HER2 positive anymore. Okay, They're like, what? never mind. It's this like weird thing where they were deciding what exact percentage of her two when you first like get all your test results. And I was like right on the cusp. Okay. And so in the middle of treatment, they changed the like cutoff point. And my blood levels were really low. And my doctor was like, you know what? You're not even really her too anymore based off of the new studies. We're just not going to do this. Okay. So there's like new It like changes. Yes. Okay. And I think that any great doctor, you know, is like up with what they change. And Definitely. Like I mean, breast cancer, there's new, like you just said, your treatment got changed. Yeah. Because they're still figuring it out. They clearly don't have it down where it cures everyone so there's just so much breast cancer is incredibly well funded yes and so as much as i don't quite identify with the whole pink movement and like all that all the nomenclature surrounding that and the language that's used that pulls in a lot of money and money turns into research not it doesn't that's not like a direct it's not a direct causal relationship because a lot of research is funded by the government, not by donations. But anyway, that's a different podcast. Right. <laughs> uh, but you got big guns chemo. Like, yes. legit, I got chemo. Like, I felt every minute of that. But Adriamycin is like, if we were ranking us according to who got worse chemo, like you win. <laughs> and then... Yes. I'm right under. That's how I felt through most of chemo, though. Okay, so cosmically, is it the lanolin that allowed you to have such a great radiation experience, or is it the fact that, <laughs> like, I was due and no. you had already paid? Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, probably lanolin mostly, though. And working out, which I know and is a lot out. for many people to commit to. I, so I got the tattoos because I was doing hot yoga every day and you sweat pretty profusely in those classes and the stickers they were putting on me were sliding off of me and those things like do not come off and the other thing is is I use a body oil like every day after showering I put on a body oil all over my skin and the oil was taking them off too and I was like you know what I want to be able to do yoga all throughout this process and ha 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 and you know, I need to be putting these lotions on my skin. So I was like, let's just do the tattoos. And I don't regret them because they, I mean, they, and when I say they do give you a tattoo, what I mean is they take like an 18 gauge needle 
they, while you're on the radiation table, they dip it in some ink and they just push it into your skin. Yeah, it's very small. It's a little small. The it's- only one I even notice is the one like in the middle of my chest. But the ones like under my armpit, I could totally forget that they're there. Yeah. I have one under each armpit and then one like just below my port. That's where they marked me. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Mine's like right in my between my boobs. Oh, they went down there? Yes. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah, I've got actually see do you see the little dot? Oh, you still have your port. I do. Yeah, well, because I just finished. They'll take it out when I get reconstruction. Yeah, that makes sense. And I cannot wait. Yes, not having your port in feels like such a relief. Really? I thought so, because it was just like the last thing that was foreign and connected me to being sick. Yes. It's like that felt like the symbol of cancer. Yeah. I know some people like love their port scar and stuff. I do not. I don't love it. I don't love my port and I don't think I'll love this scar either. But God, this is so many, this is so much stuff. There's so much stuff. Everything leads to something else. Like it infuriates me when people talk about breast cancer and they're like, yes, it's going to be a really hard year in your life. (laughs) Right? Right? And I've heard, I've heard doctors say that i've heard like nurses say that like people who should know better this shit is forever well it's for a solid two years wait when did i get diagnosed a 9-11 you said 2017 and it's 2020 it's gonna be three I would years say it's gonna be almost yes it's almost three years and i would say i was done with most of the things in the spring like when we talk about yeah. like major surgeries and all that stuff. But now I take a pill every day and get a shot in my ass every month to keep my ovaries asleep. See, why do they put your shot in your ass and my shot has to go in my belly? I have no idea. <laughs> That's I strange. Mean, I don't know which I would rather, but but it, it does last forever because... Taking estrogen away is not just, oh, my collagen, oh, I need Botox, oh, I'm tired. All those things are big deals. Like, I'm tired. Estrogen is like the energy giver. And it's what gives you a sex life. It's what gives you a sex drive. It's what it does help feed your skin. Also, Mm -hmm. guess what? We're probably going to get osteoporosis when we get old. Oh, I know. It's Because estrogen is what delivers calcium to your bones. Yep. So you can eat, I'm, I take a calcium supplement and working out is probably the best, the you best yeah, weight yeah. bearing exercise, which doesn't mean you have to have weights. It just means your own body weight. So like water aerobics may not help, but yoga mm. still helps and any kind of weights help. And it's also walking helps. Oh, for sure. Just but like, like, don't stop moving. These, these things are going to happen. And for us a lot faster. Yes. Than they would have for most people when they get menopause. I mean, you're 29 and you're in menopause. Oh, yeah. I'm 37 and I'm in menopause. This has like far reaching consequences for our lives. Outside of all the scars, all of the psychological trauma. So like bullshit, it's going to be a hard year. Okay. And? Yeah. 
But I mean, I don't know what else. I don't know what else I expect. And I had heard that nothing would be as hard as chemo. And that is still true to a certain extent. Uh, yeah. But radiation really fucked with me. And it not just my body. Like, it, it messed with my head. And I think it was because, like, to paint a picture of, like, how it went, it was every day. And at first, you're, like, you're seeing the same people, and they're so sweet. Like, my techs were so sweet and so kind. Like, their whole demeanor, they were soft-spoken. They weren't, they were cranking patients out of there, like, totally. But that, but when you got in there, they took their time, and they were so kind, and they put a wet towel over my boob every time. Which is strange, because I never had that. Yeah. Like, I wanted to see the research about this, but then my rad onk did give me the research, and it makes sense. But it's like, I always pictured radiation as a top-down um, process, but it's an inside-out process. So anytime you get radiated, that radiation starts on the inside and is pulled through your body which is like horrifying when you think it, about mm-hmm. where we got radiated right over like the, my yeah. heart is right there yep it got radiated yeah absolutely did it was rough it was every day every day of this wet towel on my breast and I would leave every day thinking well that wasn't so bad and then somewhere around week three yeah the first the first couple of treatments well, this is a breeze for sure it takes 10 it takes okay it takes like all of 10 minutes to undress get mm-hmm. in there on the table they position you wet towel radiation 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 pull back the wet towel more radiation more radiation you're done you get dressed again that entire process takes less than 10 minutes yeah including me putting on lotion because i would put on lotion right afterwards mm-hmm. that yeah, you like take the calendula stuff i took it with me i had lotion on the inside of all of my clothes which was very annoying to me um, and, and that was it. But then around week three, I started to develop what essentially just looked like a sunburn and it didn't quite hurt yet. And so I don't know why this happened, but they came to get me and I got on the table. I was feeling fine. My hair was just like starting to grow back. Like this was maybe a week or two before I stopped covering my head, probably mm. too early in all honesty, but I didn't care at that point. Oh, I rocked it bald. Oh, good for so you. So much. I like, I remember one day while I was teaching, because I'm a third grade reading teacher, and I was like, I just took off my, like, wig. And I was like, I'm not doing this. This is really <laughs> itchy. And they all knew that I was wearing wigs. So it was like, r- kind of shocking. But then Would all the, the kids-, kids just kind of looked at me, and they're like, all right. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be bald. Is that cool? And they're like, yeah. And they just got very used to it. Kids can be so great. Yeah, they were they were fine with it. I mean, it got bad when I didn't have eyebrows anymore. That's when kids were like, ooh, you don't look good. Same. Yeah, like no hair. We, we all got over that. Yeah, but face hair is different. Yes, it is different. Yeah, that was the microblading. I couldn't stand looking at myself without any eyebrows. I couldn't do it. I could, I could paint them on real realistically because I watched it you know yes that's hella youtube videos but um i needed something there so yep and to not have to put it on especially if you're feeling tired god it was amazing it was amazing and it hurt like hell but it was amazing but they take me back 
And again, it's before like anything got really real, but I was laying there and for some reason I started, before I realized that I might be starting to cry, I was, I just realized that I was telling myself like, do not cry, like stop Mm. it, do not start crying. But I did, I started crying and like, and you can't touch yourself, right? Because your arms are up in this form and you cannot move your arms. So I can't hide it either. So then I'm panic crying a little bit in the same vein that I'm just like, and I'm confused. I don't know what's going on, but like, this is like, not like a cute tear here and there. This is like full, like. Crying so much, you probably can't keep your body still. Yes, I was. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And they came back to pull the towel down, which was this process they had halfway through and she saw that I was crying and she was like oh my god she's like I'm so sorry she's like did I do something she's like was the towel too hot and I was like and then I started crying because I was like they're gonna think that they did something and they did nothing they've been nothing but kind to me and so I was like telling them no it's fine like keep going like don't pay any attention to me I don't know what this is about just like ignore this but because when people are nicer to you, somehow it makes you cry more. Mm-hmm. I have found, especially through this process, when they start getting nice to you, you're almost like, stop it. I'm going to cry. So, and I don't know why, but then from then on, I think I just, it was like, I have to keep doing this. And every time I do this, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And I'm only halfway through and it's felt like forever is maybe what it was. But then from that point on, my skin just started coming off just like I don't know how to describe it like pulling away layer by layer like until you get I don't know you get a sunburn and then you get that look where it's like that top layer of skin is pulling away and so you have like the dead skin on top and then this like really new stuff underneath Mm -hmm. it was like that kept going and going and going Mm -hmm. and there were these black like collections of skin that then you black. can't like grayish black because oh, it's dead mm-hmm. and I, I remember going to I work on a burn unit it's a trauma unit and it's a burn unit so we have like uh, burn wound care nurses are specially trained so I pulled one of them in my office who I'm friends with and and uh, you know I guess desperate times call for Oh, an accelerated like... closeness of your coworkers, <laughs> but I showed her I could barely get my arm up anymore because the contracture had started again and it was like pulling it so tight mm. and my skin would almost come apart if I it, the elastic was gone there's no elastane in your skin anymore and so she looked at it and she was like okay you're keeping it really clean but you have to debride some of the collection of skin because when you get a burn and that skin collects on the top it's usually a breeding ground for bacteria underneath Mm. because gets and this is my least favorite word i think but moist Mm. under there (laughs) and it just it hurt like hell and i remember taking mepilex dressings from the supply room and putting them all over just so I could wear clothes. And then the last couple of weeks, I could not wear clothes. I couldn't have anything on it anymore. So, and it kept, like it started in one spot and then just spread and it got closer and closer to my nipple. And I thought my nipple was going to fall off. Like so that I nipple was just sparing re- Yeah. Affecting me for nothing. <laughs> for nothing. Yeah. This thing's just going to get necrotic and fall off. It was. 
So it was what a mess. does your skin look like now, post all of that? It looks great. Really? Yes. Oh. It looks, I'll show you. I'll show you when this is all done. But like, for a while, it just looked like I got a tan in just that place when it all healed. But yeah. it looks really good. Huh. And my radonk and my plastic surgeon both were like, I can't believe how good your skin looks. Because I showed them the pictures my plastic surgeon showed her the pictures and then my rad on she actually saw it because it got so it just got so bad but it it looks great now that's awesome and i think it's a combination i don't know i don't know essentially you can do everything possible and it may not work and that has nothing to do with your value as a person <laughs> Because you start to True. think, I did this to myself. No. Like, if I had tried harder, if I kept using the lanolin, and that all might be true, but at a certain point, your body just may not have what it needs to stay whole during this process. Right, because radiation isn't natural. So no. there might not be something that's going to perfectly work for everyone. No. That being said, you should still try it. Try things to make it easier on yourself. Yes. Because you can. Why not? And just go with your gut. Go with what you can live with. Go with what you can sleep with. Like, but it's not, it's like not a commentary on you as a person. Because you start to feel, I don't know, the guilt of cancer is like a weird, all-encompassing thing. You feel guilty for being tired. You feel guilty for not working out. You feel guilty when your body responds poorly to radiation. You feel guilty when, I don't know, I don't understand feeling guilty when you have like this ultimate excuse of, I mm. have cancer, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, like when you can't go back to work because you just had a double mastectomy or like you can't, get out of bed because you're so tired from chemo yet you feel guilty that you're not there like I would sit in the chemo room on the phone with my students oh. to try and like help them through whatever like reading assignment they were doing or like listening to them read oh. um and a lot of it was because I felt guilty I wasn't there um and I think a part of it made me feel a little more normal during that time to like care about something other than myself yeah. So I actually found that really healthy when I was able to care about other things, but it's so hard. So hard to like focus on anything else. Yeah. Other than television. <laughs> television is great. Yeah. Oh. Also a good idea if you have a friend who has breast cancer and you're looking for a way to help them, instead of making a casserole that they're just gonna shit out within 30 seconds <laughs> share your netflix password yes or buy them a subscription to disney plus right which or, is now the cool new thing which is now the cool new thing that i don't have and i'm so right? jealous or buy them a hulu like just give them the gift of mindlessness of, or, of entertainment of diversion yes. buy them your favorite movie it, or buy them the youtube ability to watch yes. it or something more convenient right give them like a 50 dollars amazon gift card yes. and so that they can just use on shows and movies mm, and amazon means everything will be delivered to their house that's actually a really good idea yeah get them some type get of them service amazon prime yes prime would be great or maybe even like some uber eats type thing oh yeah because you never know when your friend's just going to be hungry and 
they don't want to like ask someone to get them something. But who cares about and asking an Uber driver? Exactly. And they're going to have very specific things that they can eat. Needs. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, there's that. Yeah. But radiation, in terms of advice, my advice is when your skin gets all fucked up, do not use tape of any kind. Oh do not use no. anything absorbent. Like, don't think that you can put your your sylvadine, which is something your rad uncle will probably give you. Uh, don't think that you can place that, like, on any anything that is going to release fibers. So, like, gauze pads, don't use gauze mm-hmm. pads. Don't use, even, like, paper tape is supposed to be okay. I had paper tape on one spot, and I couldn't feel the spot until I ripped that skin off with the tape. Mm. And it, that was excruciating. And I didn't know that was going to happen because my skin looked okay, but it turns out it, your skin is going to turn into, like, it's going to be as fragile as like a peach that's overripe and it's just going to come off like nothing. So ask for Mepilex dressings. They're non-adherent. They are absorbent, but they don't leave any kind of residue behind. That's what I found worked, but just work with your rad onk. And if you have any friend who knows a friend who knows a person who may work for a burn center, ask them Mm -hmm. these questions and just hedge your bets. But as preventative, Lanolin. I feel like you have yes, a good I system. Did, I did not put on any dressings. Literally, my system was every night before I went to sleep, take this jar of lanolin and just cake the entire area that was being radiated. And then I would put on a shirt I didn't care about, because it is sticky and goopy and it's supposed to be that way. And then you just sleep in this shirt. And then when you wake up, you take the shirt off and you kind of just accept that there's a little bit of lanolin left. You like rinse the area, wash it with mild soap, but then you put on like Calendula, California baby lotion. And then if your day is like mine, I went to work and then I would leave work, go straight to radiation. And then after radiation, I would put on more of the calendula cream and then repeat. And I did not have any burns at all. My skin barely even changed colors. That's so amazing. It was, yeah, it was really smooth sailing for me. Good. Yes. So I hope it works for other people. I mean, the lanolin sucks, but if it saves your skin and you can tolerate it, it's worth giving it a try. Yeah. For sure. And if your skin does get all fucked up, just know that it will heal. Yeah. That's great to hear that yours, it's like uh, just with a lot of things in cancer, you just have to wait wait it out within time it'll get better you just do what you can and i still to this day i put on a load when i get out of the shower i do a body oil and then after i get all ready i put on lotion on this area 
And then every night I use the Walita skin food, which is very thick and has lanolin in it. And I've been doing that for, I mean, ever since radiation, which was in a couple months. Let's see, I started in March of last year. So in another mm-hmm. month or so, it'll be almost a year. Almost a year. And I still do it because, I don't know, it's just a thing now. Yeah. Oh, it's smart. Yeah. And you're about to have reconstruction, so... Yes. The best place your skin can be in before that, the better. Yeah. So it just, it is what it is, and it's not any commentary on your value as a person. It just, it's going to happen, and then it'll end. Yes, and the good news for most people is that radiation is one of the last things you need to do. That's like a daily or weekly check-in at the doctor. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll probably still have reconstruction coming up, but being done with radiation is something to celebrate. Did they se- the, your last day of radiation? Did the they do anything? Oh, I went and bought jewelry for myself. You did. <laughs> I think you should celebrate every milestone. Like I got jewelry at the end of every cycle, or basically whatever I wanted. I, that's awesome. And I agree because I've gotten a present at every milestone and like, you know, consider your resources and again, Mm -hmm. but for radiation, the, well, my rad techs formed like this human tunnel and they threw confetti. (laughs) It was so cute. That is really cute. And then I got myself a monthly membership to a uh this spa and i get a facial every month oh nice and uh that is the gift that keeps on giving that's true (laughs) yeah that is really nice i got myself monthly facials for life i guess as a radiation is over present gift yeah i feel like i was due yeah okay any closing Your, I don't know, closing ideas. I feel like I said it all. Yeah. Just don't beat yourself up. Get into a routine. Radiation makes you be in a routine. Mm-hmm. So just make it a healthy one. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best advice. Yeah. Agreed. And if shit goes south, then just manage it, you know? I don't know. I don't know how else to. There's like nothing to say that will make that feel any better in the moment. But just know no matter how fucked up your skin looks, Mm -hmm. it will repair itself. Yeah, that's good to know. It will. Because mine was super fucked up. And I will get pictures out there so that people can see it. We have a website. It's Breast Cancer is Boring dot ugh, blueberry but without the ease so it looks like blubbery because that's our podcast host <sighs> i don't know just like try to google it and find it and there's nothing there right now but eventually yeah pictures would be a good addition because i think you'll have an appreciation for just how bad it got but then your body will fix itself it and will. product links would be a good idea too yeah oh god I got to do more work. (laughs) After I go back to my apartment, finish writing my paper, maybe then I can start getting this website together. Oh, this is becoming a whole thing, people. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. It's 
it's going to happen and it's going to be awful potentially and maybe it won't be awful but either way you're the same person and there's nothing you've done to deserve any of this so get some radiation go to a yoga class or have a milkshake i don't care just do whatever Go, go see a movie Buy some jewelry. Buy some jewelry. <laughs> Get a facial. Yeah. Oh, feels good. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Very brave. This was fun. It was pretty good. You're a great co-host. This is the most I've thought about cancer in a while, which is good news to yeah, all of you. Yeah, there's that. But I don't think about it as much anymore. Yeah. There is that. Yeah. But, yeah. There was a time when I thought I would never stop thinking about it. Like, ever. Every day. Yeah. I was like, oh, uh-huh. this will just be my life. Cancer. Cancer. This defines me. This yeah. is who I am. Yeah. This is who I am. For sure. But it's not. No. no. I don't think about it anymore. Good. Yeah. I look forward to that someday. Yeah. You'll get there after you're, like, really done. Yeah. With, like, the reconstruction. It's really hard to not think about it when you have, like, a balloon in your chest. Mm, yeah. This thing. <laughs> But then what is my podcast going to be about? I'll have to talk about any number of interesting things about me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that could go so many different places. Maybe my Hemingway experience, yeah, experiment. Maybe, right? Maybe then you'll start traveling Europe. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because that fucker can't be the last person who gets away with that. <laughs> anyway, bye. Bye. Bye.